0: Welcome to the Stiano Plastic Surgery Podcast, with plastic surgeon JJ Stiano. The only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specialising in breast and body contouring. Valentine's Day, got to be honest with you, a bit of grief from her indoors for doing this said i shouldn't be doing it on valentine's day first things first is the facebook audio working two one two one two one is the facebook audio working we may never know so we're just going to assume that it is um hello, hello hello testing testing everybody on facebook is agreeing that it is working um but Anyway, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Instagram, as ever, is working. We've got Corinne, evening. I hope you make it snappy. Not only is it Valentine's night, but I know it's a special day for Mrs. Diana. You're absolutely right. I'm sure you'd be wanting yes. You're absolutely right. I am already in the doghouse, and it is only 9.04. Right, so um, snappy it shall be. Uh, but having said that, on the bright side, this is unprecedented. I've had two... Responses to the sticker on Instagram, uh, and actually, I think someone on Facebook said, "Is anyone there?" So three in in all. Three responses to the um, uh, stuff that went out. So that's unprecedented. So I've got the questions. I don't know how I show them on um, on Instagram, but I've written them down here. So um, I want to lose a few stone. I'll do my, I'll do the questions that I've got uh, preordained, but I want to lose a few stone. Should I wait before having a breast reduction? so um that's an easy one yeah you should so you any sort of body contouring surgery breast reduction tummy tuck breast lift um thigh lift arm lift any sort of body breast or not breast sort of body shaping procedure you should wait before you have the procedure if you want to lose weight two reasons one reason that you will have less complications if your weight is lower two reason is that you will get a better result because if you're having a breast reduction for instance you have a lift as part of the reduction where the spare skin is tightened the reason you need a lift is because the skin has been stretched by putting on weight or by having children so that skin's been stretched the weight, the extra weight stretches the skin so if you do a breast reduction and make the skin as tight as you possibly can and you then lose weight following that then it might droop a bit more. So the shape wouldn't be as good as if you had lost weight first so always lose weight first before any sort of body re, uh, contouring but this um, particular question is referring to breast reduction so yes you should that uh, you should do that the other question was how much to turn a belly button from an innie no it wouldn't have been from an innie to an outie would it, it would have been from an outie to an innie i've written it down well anyway um i'm assuming it's not an innie to an outie don't think I could do an inny to an outy, but anyway, um, I'm sure it's an outy to an inny. So, how much, uh, don't know, um, probably about a thousand pounds. Probably, I don't know if you email us or, or message us, then we'll probably give you a more um specific figure because I'm not, I haven't got clear about the numbers to be honest. Without the fact of the money, um, I've got enough to worry about without having to worry about that, so um, yeah, I don't know. It is possible um, uh, to, well, actually, yeah, I shouldn't have have given a knee-jerk response there because I just thought, I mean, it kind of depends what the problem is because probably what the problem is is that you've got a little umbilical hernia. You've got a little hernia in your belly button which is causing the outy nature of it which needs to be repaired. So I'm assuming it's a small hernia, a small umbilical hernia and not a massive one because if it's a massive one, then maybe more expensive or, you know, might. so yeah, send us a photo is the answer if people want prices for stuff i mean obviously we can tell you price for breast reductions and breast lifts and breast implants and things because they're a bit more standard but if you've got a thing like a mole or a mini or an outie or a um you know tattoo is the common one and you want an idea of price it's always best to send us a photo because if you send us a photo we can give you a better idea of how much it's going to cost rather than saying it's going to be this and then we look at you and think oh my lord that's massive or that's that's more, much smaller than we thought Right, let's get cracking with the questions. Well, we already have, but let's do the preordained ones. How much downtime is needed following mole removal? Depends who you are is the answer to that. I did a big lipoma removal, and I'm saying big, big one, uh, off a doctor the other day um, on uh, last Wednesday it was, and it was yay big, no word of a lie. Actually, maybe it wasn't that big, but it it was bigger than that. It was big anyway uh it was a you know it was not a not no bigger than a mole and he was talking about going back in the afternoon i mean that's what doctors are like they're mad so um i told him he shouldn't uh if he'd had a mole removal yeah you might be able to go back in the afternoon so you know not much downtime remo- uh, needed really assuming it's a small mole i mean if it's a massive mole well maybe that's different but if it's a if it's a you know a, a, most moles are not massive so a mole removal is a relatively straightforward procedure. I would say to you, you should take the day off. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. What is important in work that you have to go back that day unless you absolutely love it and you work at a really, you know, I don't know what. Anyway, I can't think of any reason to go back to work saying that I'll give yourself a day off. Um, but certainly the next day you could go back. If you are doing manual stuff, if you're lifting, heaving, and, and stuff like that, then you probably want to give yourself... Um, uh, about a week i would say to let the skin knit together but um oh, I've got that open but uh but um you don't really need to do a um a huge you don't need a huge amount of time off work uh, unless you're doing things heavy or if you're doing death, dusty environments and you're unable to cover it but uh pretty much the day off is 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 it for most mole removals uh and a week for any he too heavy if you're a boxer uh a month i say that we had a boxer and i did a thing with his nose and he went back to boxing and got punched in his nose and the wound opened up so let's say a month for that at least maybe six weeks before you get someone punching you in the nose um, um yeah can you have a tummy tuck and arm reduction at the same time yes you can i mean I normally would say, I mean, basically, the things that people, particularly people who've lost weight, need are arm reduction, breast lift, stroke reduction, um, tummy tuck, and thigh lift. And I I would normally say you can have two of those. I think it's reasonable to do do two of those. Personally, I can't see a situation where I would do three of those in one go. So I'd say two of those in one go. And the common um, um, combinations are ones next to each other. So probably the commonest is a breast and a and a tummy. They're like next to each other. And then the next commonest would be a breast and an arm or a tummy with a thigh. So usually things next to each other are 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 commoner for two reasons. First of all, it's easier in terms of the operating field and prepping you and draping you. We don't want to sort of expose your whole body because then you'll get cold and things like have to sort of cover up parts of you. So it's it's, it's easier from a, a surgical point of view, but also for a recovery point of view. If you sort of arms hurt and your tummy hurts... You know, it's sort of two, two um, um, sort of distinct areas that are different in different places. So as a rule, I would say places next to each other are more common. Having said that, there's nothing wrong with saying "Look, you have a tummy tuck and an arm reduction. That would be a reasonable uh, combination. It's just that think about it. Both your arms are a little bit sore. I would say out of action, a little bit sore, a little bit tight and you're all bent over and what have you. Um, So, yes, you could have a tummy tuck and an arm reduction at the same time. Not a common uh, combination, but there's no reason to do things just because they're common. You know, I think there's no reason not to do it that way. So, yes, that is. Oh, and look at this. (laughs) That that leads me nicely on to what is the recovery for a tummy tuck and an arm reduction? How much downtime is needed? Broadly speaking, let's not be too um, um, sort of saying things across the board. What's that word? But there's probably a word for it, but let's not be too say it's across the board. Let's just use that uh, statement rather than using a word for it because I think, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you don't, but uh, um, definitely a word for that. Let's not be too gen- general, generalistic, generalistic. No. Um, anyway, um, but broadly speaking, when you have one of those operations, I've just said it's somebody talking a breast lift or breast reduction, or breast implants, or a tummy tuck and a thigh lift, or a tummy tuck and an arm lift. The tummy tuck, I would say most of the time, the tummy tuck is the overriding thing in terms of the downtime. So usually what happens is your tummy generic, let's not be too generic. Would that fit probably better than generalistic or whatever word I used? Thank you, Tommy. Uh, stand by, because I'll probably be, uh, need you later. Uh, uh, more uh, thesaurus work so um let's not be too generic but usually the tummy is the overriding thing so the time the time for recovery for a tummy tuck with an arm lift or a tummy tuck with a breast lift or a tummy tuck with a thigh lift is the same as a t- time for recovery with a tummy tuck because usually the other thing is sort of healing in the background obviously you might have a problem with your arm lift or your breast lift or your thigh lift and that might become an overriding problem um um for your tummy uh, you know overriding your tummy i had a patient who had a tummy tuck and um, a bit of fat removed from the back of her knees and the overriding problem was the little bit of fat that I removed from the back of her knees that was a massive problem loads of issues seromas infection loads and loads of problems and the tummy tuck was like even it's almost like it hadn't happened but that's that's rare usually the normal recovery period is for the tummy tuck so that's um you know a week or bent well two weeks probably bent over i would say average sometimes longer sometimes shorter so you're not really wanting to do much in terms of work the first two weeks driving what have you i normally say three weeks everyone's different so these are just sort of ballpark figures so say driving for th- uh, no driving for three weeks and then um then often you can go back to work if you're driving and stuff but nothing heavy in terms of lifting and things like that for uh, six weeks so uh and then just starting you know it just it does knock you back a tummy tuck so then you're just starting at about six weeks and then you sort of build up and it, you normally i normally say things sort of start at around three months in terms of settling in terms of the swelling and the scars and the goodness knows what so um yeah so three three weeks for driving six weeks for uh lifting uh three months for settling in terms of shape and scars and what have you and and that and the shape and the scars and the sensation of the numbness numb bits and stuff like that so that can take 6 12 maybe 18 months take a long time for that to settle so it's quite a long haul really um so uh and that as i say the arm reduction will be healing in the in the background while that was going on <clears throat> uh do you use drains when doing tummy tucks yes i don't use that many drains anymore and i'm moving away from drains and i think the plastic surgery fraternity is moving away from drains and the plastic surgery fraternity uh, has uh, moved away from drains in tummy tucks. So there are quite a lot of people who are not using drains in tummy tucks, which I am aware of. Uh, but I still do. Having said that, I take them out the next day. So I only have them in for a night. So you don't go home with them. So you, um, we, we take them out the next day and then you go home, but I still do. Um, the, I use quilting stitches to sort of close down the space which I think is something that means you could potentially stop using drains a while back in the day, like crumbs, when they like many years ago, they said we don't need to use drains for tummy tucks. There was a lot of people using glue to stick down the, the two spaces. And I never really embraced that. I never really embraced the glue. I did a lot of um, lat dorsi breast reconstructions where you take a tissue from the back and put it around the front and the, a similar sort of problem with the lat dorsi as you get with the tummy tuck in that there's a space there's a space where the muscle was and that space fills with fluids called a seroma and so you need to close down that space which is what the drains do and what they said is you can use glue there to stick the space down so it doesn't fill with fluid and i never embraced it with lat dorsi and i never embraced it really with tummy tuck either um so i know people have embraced it and i know they think they publish good results and say it's good and it stops drains, which is not no don't get me wrong No one likes drains. I don't think anyone will say I like drains. Some people might say they're okay, but most people say, "Ooh, it's a bit horrible." Um, So if I could, you get away from using drains, I would. And I am moving that way uh, by doing this quilting thing, where you sort of put stitches in the space to close down the space. So it's like a, um, well, like a quilt, I suppose, or like a sort of Chesterfield sofa. So it's got like this. So instead of one big space, it's lots of small spaces. So um, that is the way to reduce the space and reduce the need for drains. But I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm still using them. But, uh, so that was a long answer to your question, Kelly. I do still use drains, yeah. But only for the night. Only for a night, don't be a stranger. Um, So yeah, just for one night and maybe probably not even probably we will all probably stop using drains i suspect but i just i can't get away from it with tummy tubs and capsulectomies and big breast reductions those are the sort of main ones that i use drains in uh, on a personal basis everyone it, it is a personal thing actually there's not really a science and it's not accepted thing to do it's um it is acceptable not to use drains but it is also acceptable to use drains and uh so, it's just finding a surgery. Thank you. I'm coming to see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow then, Kelly, and we can talk about drain usage then. <laughs> well, we've done it. We covered drains. We, we can spend the time talking about other stuff. So, uh, looking forward to it already, Kelly. Uh, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Have a good night's sleep tonight. Big night tonight, obviously, Valentine's Day. Um, do we offer Botox injections? Um, no. Actually, full disclaimer. Amy wrote the questions. I don't know where Amy is. I don't know if Amy is the one person on Facebook, but um, we're not allowed to use words like Botox. Um, so we're not allowed. Botox is a prescription drug and you're not, I mean, I don't know if this is advertising, but you're not allowed to sort of advertise a prescription drug. So you, you've got to use terms like wrinkle relaxing injections. So, uh, Amy, that should say, do we offer wrinkle relaxing injections? Um, so we don't offer wrinkle relaxing injections. Um, no, I tell you what, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into this. I said, I would I mean, keep it short. So but, well, basically the problem is we, we did, we did. We doubt Vicky's done a course on it and we got plastic surgeons at the clinic. I, I've never done it. I've never done it. I'll be uh, full disclosure. I've never done it. Never had any interest in it. Everyone says, oh, you should do it. You're a plastic surgeon. You've got to do it. It's really good. And you earn lots of money and it's really easy money and everything. Well, first of all, there's no thing as easy money. Um, that's a fact. But the problem, I will tell you now, just between you and, and me, is that the cost—the cost of the Botox, the, well, the, the cost of the wrinkle-relaxing injection. Because if you use the proper wrinkle-relaxing injections, there's there's a couple. Um, I think I think it costs something like four hundred pounds or something for a bottle, and. I say it's a prescription only drug so it's supposed to be prescribed by a doctor for you Um, the problem is there's a lot of non doctors doing it and uh, there's a big thing amongst the non-surgical fraternity there's a a lot of people out there who specialize in this sort of stuff and my view is I'm gonna leave it to them because I don't specialize in this and I'm gonna leave it to them because they're the experts and they're doing all the time and I'll leave that expertise to them and the surgical stuff is for me but obviously I'm in the I'm in the industry, so I know what's going on. And there's a lot of um talk about, you know, the people who are doing it because they're saying that the people doing it shouldn't shouldn't be doing it if they're not doctors because they're and most of them are not doctors, because the question is how do they get the drug? And I think that they have work for doctors who are like saying, I'll prescribe a drug for fifty quid or something, I'll prescribe a drug for you um, which they shouldn't really be doing. The doctors should be seeing the patients and they should be seeing the pain, the doctor at least speaking to the patients, but I don't think the jo- doctors are ringing, you know, if you have, I mean, I, this is an area I don't know, but correct me if I'm wrong, if you had Botox, but what should happen if you have Botox by non-doctor, the doctor should be phoning you and speaking to you, um, then prescribing the drug for you. Then you get the drug. And then you should be, um, you should have the injection. So you're supposed to see the doctor first, and then have the injection later. So you're not supposed to be able to turn up at a one-stop clinic and just get the injection and you know on the same day because it's a prescription thing that you're supposed to have prescribed for you. Um, and that's not happening. So, but the main thing I was finding is the price of the wrinkle relaxing injection. It's very, very expensive. And there's lots of cheap alternatives. You can buy stuff on eBay, quite literally buy stuff on eBay. Um, and, um, and I think people are doing that and still calling it this name, uh, but you're not allowed to call it that name it, because it is not that name, it's something else. And um, and they're charging, I don't know what, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, you know, when it costs us 400 pounds for the stuff, we can't, come, you know, it's very hard to compete with that. And I mean, you could say you could compete with that because you could say we're plastic surgeons and people will pay for that, but you know, we were having to charge an awful lot for it. And it was a difficult, um, it was a difficult uh, market, if you like, to get into. It has to be people who will pay a lot, and they might say, "Wait a minute, why are you?" I don't know what we would, you know, six hundred quid or something, and then I can go down the road and get it for fifty quid, and you know. So we went, we're out got enough to do with the surgery so yeah that was a you know not keeping it very sure am i that's the vote that's the wrinkle relaxing question oh here we go there's another one. Oh god doom and gloom on valentine's it, i can have my sister moved elsewhere for 300 quid why is your clinic more expensive yeah yes this was what i told amy to put this one on because we got this the other day um i know you can i know you can and it, i guess it's a bit like the wrinkle relaxing injection now um i'll tell you now when we do uh, cyst removal, for instance, uh, it's about a hundred pounds for the histology exhibit A. So that's a hundred pounds gone. And um, you know, if you're gonna pay a plastic surgeon to do a cyst removal, um, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know. The answer is, I don't know how the other clinics do it. I mean, when we do surgery on people, you only get paid for the surgery, but you've got to take into account everything else. So you've got to take into account a consultation for the person, the surgery, the dressings, the post-op uh, consultation, we'll talk to you again with the histology. So for assist cyst removal, potentially, you don't have to come for this, but potentially you have a cyst removal. you come for a clinic appointment, we'll talk to you, then we'll do the cyst removal, then you'll have a dressing clinic a week with uh, the nurse, then you'll have an appointment with me for six weeks. Now that can be virtual, but very in fact, I prefer real life, so it can be real life for six weeks. Probably six weeks, your scar's a bit red, probably not quite right. Uh, so then we see again at uh, four months after that, so at six months, and then I might even see you again a year. And I'll often see, you know, it depends on how. So all those appointments are paid for by the first. We, you don't get, we don't charge you for those appointments, so those appointments are are um a part of the price that we charge so i think assist i think it starts with us about 800 so you know that's 800 for the for the, all those appointments it's not just for the cyst removal i don't know how it works elsewhere but i imagine elsewhere you'll just get your cyst removal and that's it i imagine i don't know maybe they do see you um maybe they're not plastic surgeons i don't know maybe they are maybe they have maybe they, maybe, maybe they do lots of volume you know maybe they, they that's how because we don't do like high volume so maybe they make it profitable by doing high volume, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but we're quite a bit more relaxed at the clinic. We don't do like loads of ops. We do a see and treat. Again, we do a see and treat service, which I think is adding value. So you can come, have your consultation, have a treat, assist, assist remove on the same day. If you are doing high volume, you can't do that because someone might say, I don't want it removed today. And you've booked out two hours in your clinic. And they say, actually, do you know what? I don't fancy having a scar. I don't want it done. You know, with us, we're like, okay, that's fine come back next week have a think about it. it's fine um but if you high volume if you want to maximize the theater availability you will see people one day and then book them in for a surgery another day um so all those things are why we charge what we charge and i and i do know that a lot of people charge less and i don't know how they do it to be quite honest with you um but you know they might presumably are um making a profit but I don't know how, maybe they don't send it to histology, maybe, maybe they do, I don't know, maybe they've got cheaper histology, um, because you can't put a price on perfection, simple, there you go, that's what Corin's answer is, well, there you go, Corin, um, that's, yeah, well, you know, I don't know, um, can we remove, now, see, Amy's put this question can we remove a cyst located in the nostril, what would it be better, Amy, if you'd let me show, I don't know if you are, oh, this, oh, now, I was about to say there's three people on Facebook, there's two now. Anyway, um, if uh, so, I'm not sure this patient. Is... So because um th- again, we have to see a photo. So assist located in the nostril. So uh because I could show you two photos, I could show you one photo of, a, of one that I did remove. It wasn't assist. It was a mole just here. Uh, but it was a, uh, an intradermal nevus, which is a sort of raised mole, which can sometimes look like a cyst. So it's, and in fact, I don't think this thing was a cyst. But anyway, it's a raised thing just here in the rim of the, the nostril. The one that um, Amy showed me, this one, was sort of up inside the nostril. So it's like, oh, look up there up in my nostril. Uh, and so that was a polyp or something. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a cyst. Um, cysts aren't normally sort of protuberant from the skin. C- cysts are sort of bumps underneath the skin. So I think this was a, a, a some kind of papilloma or something. And so I said, no, this would, that would need an ENT surgeon who's work, used to working inside the nose. We will work at the sort of rim of the nose, but we, won't, we don't tend to go inside the nose, that'd be an ENT surgeon. So uh, again, I wouldn't say we can't remove a cyst located in the nostril uh, because I don't think this was a cyst form. Um but I would say, if you've got a cyst in the nostril, send us a photo and we'll have a look um because it might be an ent surgeon but we'll have a look and we will advise you um on that uh i am out that's it i'm out um so listen happy valentine's day everybody uh have a lovely evening um go and put your feet up and uh you know enjoy the uh the the process and i will be back here actually no i won't next thank you for your time go and get yourself back in the good books yeah (laughs) um next week i am it's half term, so i'm away so it's a rollover week next week okay so it's a two-weeker i will be here the week after next god only is that going to be march crikey that might be march you know but anyway whenever it is i'll be here the week after next it'll be getting on for march for sure uh kelly lee still here um looking forward to seeing you tomorrow and i will be back week on tuesday got any questions leave them in the comments below <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe actually you don't subscribe to these sort of things do you like you like these anyway don't know whatever uh anyway see you in a couple of weeks i'm gonna go and um you know a bit of salsa God, I look a bit scruffy, don't I? Uh, yeah, anyway, see you next time. Uh, take it easy, and uh, I'll bid you good night. Good night. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.